0: Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 67 of Death Readers, the podcast where we read through, or we are reading through, the Harry Potter book series. In this episode, we're going to be reading through uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, chapters 25, 26, and 27. If this is your first time listening, we encourage you to reread through the chapters with us so you can follow along with our notes and keep up. So you're relying on your current uh, memory of rereading them and not on your rose tinted colored memory of yester yonder year and uh <laughs> and uh. the the fog that memory provides so i'm a big fan of yester yonder year yeah it's my favorite t- time of day <laughs>
1: um, they, <laughs> <laughs> you get a nice glow in the sky
0: <laughs> they uh also, the 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 thing about our podcast is that, and the thing that makes it so unique from many others hmm. is that uh, I have never read these books, and I'm re I'm reading them the first for the first time uh, with you and with Rob. Because as we all know, literally nobody else has never
1: read these books, so we've cornered that market. Anyone else says? Well, otherwise,
0: I mean, come on, who are you gonna believe? I've certainly never read them, and if our friends over at Wake Up Winden can be trusted. Our version is better <laughs> than, than other versions. That's because they're um, liars. I didn't say that. Not wake um, up, oh, I feel like I'm spiraling. Help me out. No. The uh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: I'm not doing a podcast with you. You're doing a podcast with me! <laughs>
1: uh, okay.
0: <laughs> I can breathe now. Anyway, that's our shtick, as it were. <laughs> um and uh Rob Rob has read the books many times and he's uh he's my helper and my guide and my Sherpa and my guru through Is there any word I can use that's that but isn't some sort of like Feels like a culturally appropriated like religious figure. Oh, Um. Moyle. Are you sure that's not culturally appropriated? Uh, yeah. I guess it's on you, <laughs> but I'm not going to use it. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Fine. Fair enough. Maybe uh, I'll, maybe I'll say spirit like spirit guide. Sp- See, I feel like that's one step away from saying shaman, which I feel like is also. Don't you prefer the James Mason uh,
1: pronunciation, shaman? No. Oh, it's so much better. Like when he's in uh, Salem's Lot and he's like, "Back
0: shaman." I know that in the in my one of my very favorite shows of all time, The Mighty Boosh, they say shaman. Yeah, right. But it's probably you put down British. your
1: crucifix and go against the master. It's hard to do James Mason with that preparation.
0: Yeah. I I'm usually sorry. take a pill. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. The, uh, tangents on me this time. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe like trail guide or like, you know, waymaster. Is that a word? Is that a phrase? Wayfinder. Is that an app? Uh, yeah, that'll have something like I mean, that. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess we just out. learned that really there is no way for our culture to navigator. have its own culture. Navigator might work. Yeah. Navigator. I'm your Sulu. So yeah. as my navigator. <laughs> grease up my torso and play with a rapier. So as my navigator, <laughs> you uh, it's Rob's job to uh, walk with me along this path and avoid the avoid the rocks with the singing women, and get to my get through my own odyssey here. There you go,
1: so it's, just, it's right there for you, man. Um, and I promise not to fleece you on the way.
0: Why did that have to sound like you're a bookie?
1: Because, <laughs> you know, fleece Cause you, fleecing? yeah, yeah. Because golden fleece, right? Yeah, because um, the cyclops on the island, um. The magic magic golden sheep. Anything that doesn't work we'll cut. Don't worry about it. It's gonna be so streamlined.
0: I mean I'm I'm pausing so you can cut it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, do we have any housekeeping tonight? Uh
1: no. No, I've got uh, two pre notes, but not really housekeeping. Alright. What's your first pre note? My book is really falling apart. How's yours doing? Because you mentioned you were having some issues too. But look at this. This one's Oof. not gonna last much longer.
0: Mine's not that bad at all. But mine, it's just it's unwieldy sometimes.
1: Like I can I can see the cheap ass glue they and, and and the little, you know how they do uh, they bind it in like
0: chunks of pages,
1: and I could I could take out big sheaths of these things and just.
0: I know that J.K. Rowling loves to see her books looking like that. That's not my fault. No, no, I'm saying that she does love it. She's commented oh. on, on oh, really? Twitter before. Yeah, she says things like, oh, that must mean you loved it so many, much because you read it so many times and I love it. I love that you loved my my work. Thank you. But you're not saying that. You're I'm saying, not saying no, that no, no, no this no. is the book
1: I've read the least, and it's the one falling apart. So I think, right. again, I, I will totally say this again. I think the publisher, realizing the gold mine they had, wanted to eke out a few extra coin and uh, use cheaper glue. Or maybe cut some time off the curing process, whatever it was. Uh, lame.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I'm talk not about, having
1: that. Talk about fleecing
0: us. Yeah, I'm not having that kind of problems Yet, but it does feel like a cheap book i don't yeah. know, I don't know how better to describe that because I feel like it if someone is listening like, wow, they're really like really taking her to task over this book binding, and it's like well I, uh, I i I don't believe she was in the factory. no, but like I believe it's on it, her
1: I believe it this just is, this is this is like the the Richard Pryor scam from Superman Three, like somebody was like, "Hey, if we just uh use a, you know the cheaper glue that we use in our religious pamphlets." Uh, we'll make a lot of extra money and no one has to know about this.
0: And there will eventually be another de- more demand for a second printing. My book fell apart because subsequent... I love
1: it so much. <gasps> she is in on this. <laughs> she's the linchpin upon which this whole scam hangs. People say, my book broke. And she's like, oh, I love that. You guys loved it so much. Buy another copy.
0: They just came out with, like this, like last year, a, a real nice looking new, I think, paperback box set god damn it god damn it
1: trees died for this man
0: well just make sure you either recycle your trash copy or something yeah because like i mean after this reading if i were you i would just chuck that one i would just recycle it
1: it's hard to throw away a book though i don't know
0: but yeah, but know. it's already like it's I it's know. dying like I'm, it's like <laughs> but i don't
1: have a book corpse
0: but imagine if Harry like had Dobby's corpse wrapped around his shoulders, and he yeah. was like, "I can't throw away my friend, man," yeah. and he's rotting, and like yes. he's like falling apart all over him, and like everyone's like, "Oh, you're a pariah now because you're carrying around this dead house elf uh, is the when bad you could have just right? buried it, huh?"
1: Pariah's is the bad one.
0: Yeah, pariah yeah. means yeah. something to avoid. I, I, it sounds like Messiah. I'm a it social Messiah. It doesn't sound enough. <laughs> no no one's gonna think that the messiah is the guy carrying around the dead house elf or an old book that I mean it sounds like a lot
1: of people thought that the messiah was someone carrying around a dead house elf because Harry carried around the dead house elf for a little bit in this book not as long as you're suggesting
0: not nearly as long and you know I don't don't need your pedantry anyway anyway what was your pre note oh that my books falling apart oh okay gotcha it's a really, right, uh, really done with class. prenotes.
1: So we are well. We're done with that okay. prenote. The, okay. Okay. The, the pre-title prenote. The BTPN. BTPN. No, PTPN. Pre-title prenote.
0: Okay. Well, that should bring us to chapter twenty-five. Shell Cottage. My first note is page five hundred six. Five hundred three. All right.
1: Oh, it's when Ron's doing his um maybe Dumbledore's Alive conspiracy theory bullshit. I'm just like when he says, look at the facts. Ugh. Don't be Q Anon Ron <laughs> Don't be Q Don't be
0: Quid- quibbler Anon. Oh, oh. I mean the yeah. quibbler is Q s- totally. Come on. Yeah. Absolutely. We talked about that last time. Yeah.
1: Um yeah, it's just it's just I'm just like it, it
0: Was it supposed to be comedy? I don't know. Well, I noticed that in these chapters, Ron is kind of, and maybe this is something that was like deliberate and sort of like that thing where I get really like bummed out that I might've figured something out because it just seems so simple and dumb. Sure. But like Ron, especially in these chapters comes off like a pure kind of ref like reactionary id kind of character very true very true okay and and he like like a lot of the, the plans he has like he has that more the thing where he says like where harry's like okay but what do we do after this and ron goes i don't know man we're probably just gonna have to wing it and it's like he's doing a lot of his input is that yeah and because of the way that harry and hermione work that's essentially useless like that those contributions are dumb and it's or they don't, they don't help enough or often. Mm-hmm. And so it, it occurred to me that like Ron is kind of it, – it, it's sort of a bummer that he hasn't figured out how to contribute better in this many books, like this many years. Did you,
1: did you watch the show, Buffy? No, not much. Okay. There was a similar arc with Xander um, where by around season five, it was kind of like, what the fuck is the point of you? Right. Everyone here brings something to the party and then around five slash six is when Joss Whedon came up with, oh, he's the one who watches everything. He sees, you know, what's going on kind of bullshit ham- hammered in there. Uh, and I feel like it's a similar thing. It's like she's trying to, like, give Ron something to bring to the party. And it's just coming off weak.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like but it's kind of like a Joey, though, too. Like he's from Friends. Like he's sure he's just he's just dumb. Like, his no, thing yeah, is
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, but I mean, it feels like she's trying different things. Like, is this going to stick? No, is this going to? And, and early on, he was loyal and he's still loyal, but he hasn't really grown the way the other two have. And, and, and she's trying to find something.
0: No, he, I think you're right. But it also is like I think she relies on using Ron as the stupid person in the room to make Hermione look smart. OK. The kind of the way so, the like,
1: doctor's companions were there to be explained
0: to. Yes. So yes, they're exposition totems. They're yeah. They're there yeah. to, to like, so that it's like William Riker. Sure. Like Riker often, eventually Riker became the guy who would stand around and go, I don't understand what's going on. And then other people would explain stuff to him. The iced tea. Yes. Oh, you're talking about law and order. Yes. Okay. i not, you're not Sorry, talking about the, the drink, the no, delicious, yeah. <laughs> delicious drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. The other words were eluding me, but John Mulaney has a whole bit about how I tea is that character.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's characters who just seem to be defaultly that. Right. Um, Harry is that Harry's the exposition character. Most of the time he's the, he's gapes. He, you know, is in awe of the wizarding world a lot. Like he, he's our representative there, but like specifically when it comes to concocting plans and, uh, like being smart, Ron's there to show how stupid you could be and then thereby giving Hermione a lot more credit because her ideas are more plausible and more
1: reasonable. Totally, totally, totally makes sense. My next note is 505, which is still before okay. yours. It just, um, in retrospect, and this kind of goes forward to how everybody behaves around this, but the deal for the sword in retrospect felt really ugly. This, this is where the thought occurred to me, but I was thinking ahead.
0: What do you mean um, it felt ugly? Um,
1: it just kind of suggests that Harry was right, um, and knew better than trusted Goblin, and it's front-loaded, so even though he's having these semi-devious thoughts, he uh, comes out squeaky clean, because the Goblin was trying to steal it, and and it's the whole thing, it's just kind of, the whole thing with the Goblin in this, it felt gross.
0: Do you want to expound on that feeling further? No, I want you to explain it for me. Okay. Um... (laughs) Here goes. Uh, I think that it, what you're probably trying to say is that the uh, it sort of smacks of this like this these awkward racial un- undertones in these books about like let's take away the idea that the other magical races are different species mm-hmm. and let's treat them as if they are people from another culture mm-hmm. and how. There certainly seems to be a penchant for mistrusting people of other cultures in probably most societies, but certainly Western, you know, descendants of the British Empire cultures. Mm -hmm. Go on. Um, And so it it kind of feels like what you're saying is that what you didn't like about that is that this sort of presents that kind of opportunity to mend that bridge, but then goes in the direction of enforcing it. And saying this is exactly the truth. Watch, I showed you it happen in this parable with a goblin. Don't trust people of other races. <laughs> like, I mean, I am so smart. <laughs> um, yeah, man, you. I think you nailed it. Um, I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm guessing that that's what you were trying to say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, try a little harder, Doug, next time. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> I can, in response to what you've said, I would say that, uh, I can kind of see that, but I also think that, uh, I mean, I can, I can see that it's just that I do at the same time think that it isn't, it isn't a awful thing to say, Hey, uh, other people have other cultures and it's important to be sensitive to those other cultures and be careful with them when you're interacting with them. Not careful because you're going to get robbed, but careful because, you you may do something that you don't understand would be upsetting.
1: Sure, that's I mean um, yeah. I uh, I put so the, much time and, and effort into my thoughts, wording them just so, and then right you come and shoot them down.
0: Well, I mean, Bill goes out of his way to explain the you know the the cultural the, difference, the idea of with,
1: ownership with goblins. Yeah, you and know.
0: then Harry thinks on it, and then like I think from my perspective of what happened in that scene, Harry seemed to physically uh indicate more than once but especially in the in the scene in the Lestrange vault that he was trying to keep the sword right and i i think you could give griphook the benefit of the doubt to say that he he picked up on that and decided to make his move to GTFO with the sword right as soon as he could And not necessarily, so in a sense, you could read it as Griphook didn't confirm Harry's racist, like, bias, right? But, like, Griphook had his own bias about wizards confirmed and then made sure to take precautions so that he didn't get, you know, uh, robbed Mm -hmm. of what he believes is rightfully his. Because he, it's interesting, like, because these goblins seem to have a huge chip on their shoulder about thieves. Mm-hmm. Like like Grip mentions about how he's not a thief, he just wants what you know, he wants to make a deal or he, he doesn't want to be part of thieving or stealing. Well, they're
1: very, very yeah, I mean it I because they work in the bank, I think, is part of it.
0: But I it, this feels like it goes deeper than like it goes from before there was a Gringotts, is how it feels to me. Well, I, like, I no I
1: I think you're right. I think that's why they're so perfectly suited to be the keepers of the yes. bank. Right. But I'll have
0: more on that later too. <laughs> but um, the the so I I look at it more like I think that Grip had his suspicions confirmed, mm-hmm. and he acted like Harry was Harry thought he was acting. They both basically were right to not trust each other,
1: but for the wrong which reasons. I don't
0: yeah, and I don't think well I don't even think it really had anything to do with like yeah, unfortunately mm-hmm. for Harry the wrong reasons and and I guess for Grip Hook I mean they. They not because about, each
1: other were so deep, but because each other didn't trust each other, it led to them being so deep.
0: Yes, yes. If they had both just trusted each other and not sure. let their biases interfere, it probably would have gone off better. Sure, I'm glad I could encapsulate your thoughts. Hey, man, I, I, you're invaluable. Uh, you have five o six. I do. There's a line in this chapter that I'm gonna, I'm gonna, on this page that I'm gonna find and read.
1: I start with I don't know.
0: Uh, yeah, basically. Wizarding history often skates over what the wizards have done to other magical races. But there's no account that I know of that says Gryffindor stole the sword. And my thought was Yeah, wizarding histories have uh they're not those aren't Wizarding Histories aren't the only thing or the only texts that seem to skate over how wizards mistreat other races. I don't know like all <laughs> of these books. <laughs> like house elves like no they mention it so that means they're self-aware so you
1: can't you can't uh you can't you can't cite them uh, right the smartest
0: character the smartest character certainly says all the time how awful the status quo is but then every other character is like nah slavery's fine i actually benefit a lot from it so i can't see how like i should have to stop Benefiting.
1: My life would be worse if I got rid of my slaves, and I don't want to have a worse life.
0: But also, the slaves' lives would be worse. So That's true. I'm a hero for having slaves. Is how what it are they sounds. Gonna
1: do just starve. We are responsible yeah, they, for their like, food.
0: They're not. They're not intelligent enough to be uh, like come up with their own entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial endeavors or like do anything with the skills they have. They only can serve. So I mean, I don't want to be some sort of like evil person and free my slaves. Right. That that's how this these fucking books feel. It like Hermione's painted in these stories as being a bad person for wanting to free slaves. By the slaves.
1: <laughs> that's very true. And it's very, very <laughs> awkward to read.
0: Yeah. So like page five oh six where that line happens, like I was just like I I do not understand what I I just don't understand it. I still haven't understood it. We are three episodes away from the end of this book. I'm sure. And uh, come on. I mean, she'll, she'll wrap it up. So it's going to make it all make sense. It's just very much. It's been bothering me a lot, uh, obviously. Okay. So just, it was just sitting there right there again. Mm-hmm. And I uh, thought I'd bring it up again, but we can move on. Cause we've, we've beat that horse to death and didn't stop. No. Um, my yeah. next note is page five seventeen. This is you
1: because I am out of notes.
0: Uh, five seventeen. So so we get we get one more Harry's never read a history of magic joke. Did we? Did I miss that? <laughs> Shit. All right. Let me find this here. It should be at the very top.
1: Okay. Oh, that was tricky because they didn't call it out. There was some subtlety for a moment. Yeah. Feelings between wizards and goblins have been fraught for centuries, but you'll know that all from the history of magic.
0: Yeah. How did Harry ever pass a history class? Hermione.
1: Oh, God, that's... Dude, remember how he gave Ron the chocolate frogs? He saved her yeah. from the fucking troll in the bathroom. She owes him. She's done all the schoolwork from the beginning. It's so wow. obvious. Wow. And then they play it off as, hey, Hermione, check my homework. And she's like, oh, okay. But every night that we don't see, it's Hermione, check my homework.
0: You know what would be even more fucked up than that? Mm. At least after book three, she has had access to time turners. Mm-hmm. What if Hermione's doing Ron and Harry's homework every oh. night with a time turner? Would she's checking it, what if she's just doing it? So she's like two years older in time work years than Harry
1: and Ron because she's done everybody's work and her extra classes. God, they're assholes. Yeah, they're really abusive. I mean, you get a taste of power, you're not going to want to let it go. What's the first thing Harry does when he gets a house elf? He fucking puts it to work. (laughs) Yeah. Absolute power corrupts.
0: So do you have any more notes in that chapter? I don't.
1: I don't. There's a lot of a lot of talking and a lot of planning. It took me. Uh, yeah, it's. Why it did Ollivander is... only send one wand? You know, I actually that did occur to me too. He he replaced Luna's wand because she was I guess kind to him and got him stuff when they were prisoners together, but Harry saved them. Aided by Hermione, who sacrificed herself to be tortured for them. Hey, Mr. Oliver. our two are also our wands are broken.
0: Nope. Fuck you. Well, they did have that moment where they talked through the wands they stole with him. So, like, he knows they have wands, but, but like, also... he also knows they're, they're not, like, matched with them perfectly. Right. Well, it
1: sounds like Harry's one wand works, but I feel like he's spent enough time at the cottage and going over the stories, and he's interested in wands. He would have been like, "Let me see your wand." My name. that's my great John Hurt.
0: Um, I had I had an idea for a new a new wand that oh, I would want. Okay, yeah. what is it? I don't know what the, I don't know what the core is, and I don't know how long it is. But I think it would be pretty badass to have a wand made out of driftwood. Yeah, that would look cool. Like that sort of like bleached wood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that gray ble- bleach wood look. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it would probably be, it would be really light. Because Driftwood's, like, essentially empty. Sure.
1: More room for the yeah. elven
0: magic. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Hecate, yeah. Okay.
1: Goddess of witches.
0: Oh, sure. Do you even watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I told you no!
1: I know you did. But, I mean, she's kind of been a famous goddess since, you know, Greece.
0: <laughs> Probably haven't heard of it. But, like, also, Dean doesn't have a wand, (laughs) and he also was sitting there, like, not having a wand. I mean, I I guess Ollivander's pretty damn stingy. What happened to the, the wand, the, the burner wand that Ron had? Is that, did that get lost at- knew the Snatchers got it from him then,
1: I thought. Okay. When when they, when they, when they took him out of the tent. They take everybody's wand, and then that's why Harry got Draco's and Hermione got Bellatrix's. I thought he grabbed three wands, so I don't know why Ron doesn't have a wand.
0: I thought Ron, d- Ron does have a wand.
1: Oh, okay, so he might have a new, new wand.
0: No, he he's took another wand. He took, uh, oh, I know who it is. He took uh, Greyback's wand. Ron's using Greyback's wand. <sighs> Whatever. I mean, are you even reading these books?
1: No. <laughs> Because
0: in the next chapter, Ron blasts a homeless person in the chest with a wand with a spell. And in last, I think, episode, Harry expelliarmuses Greyback and he catches his wand and then they vamoose with three wands. They vamoose a la playa. To the beach. They we go to the beach. They we go to the beach. Yep and enter La Casa through La Puerta (laughs) Uh, via
1: Cantavi (laughs)
0: Um, that's been death readers know six Spanish words (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay well that should bring us to chapter 26 Gringotts
1: or my first note is the Ocean's Eleven chapter (laughs) the shitty Ocean's Eleven chapter sorry your first note
0: my first note is page 519.
1: Okay, I'm not till 531.
0: Okay. I think we have that probably the same note there. <laughs> um I just want to know if if you Rob uh noticed how Harry your your hero Harry Potter Ooh. he declined to you uh, to he declined the urge to give Hermione a uh, I told you so.
1: Yeah. It disgusted me. It was okay, right there. It. He could have taken it, and fucking, he was. I guess I'm gonna be decent, because that's what the reader expects. What the fuck? I don't know, man. That's it. That's
0: just my note. <laughs> I, mean, well, I
1: mean, I mean, it's it's a missed opportunity. He told just her so a number of
0: times, and she broke his wand. I mean, what does she even bring to the party? I'm just trying to use children's literature to give you examples about how to be a better person. That's oh. it.
1: Um. Uh, I told you these books were great. You did.
0: Told you so. I know you. You did. I'm telling you. See, it's, it's what you said. I know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you take 5:31? Um.
1: I wrote a really big long paragraph here. Oh
0: wow! Here, go for it.
1: So many of the things that they're doing during this heist are shocking in that they work. Okay. Um All you do to to, to skip showing your ID is Imperio. Anybody could do that. This is the the Hogwarts there ain't no place safer except maybe Hogwarts. Green Guts is at least the second most safe place in the wizarding world. All you gotta do is fucking Imperio and you can get in, do whatever you want.
0: Okay. So, okay, so the thing is, no reasonable wizard would risk using an unforgivable curse out in the open in Gringotts. I mean, possibly. Harry Harry was able to do it under the invisibility cloak, so no one saw him. His friends didn't even know what happened, because that's how... I hear what you're saying, but then do you maintain that a reasonable wizard is
1: going to be one trying to break into Gringotts and steal things?
0: Uh, I mean, I think we've we've kind of explored the concept that wizards are lazy and stupid and unreasonable. So, what I'm saying is that, based on your
1: own testimony, uh, it would not be being robbed by reasonable wizards nobody's reasonable they should be the no what i'm I'm saying is that
0: gringotts securities might be lax it might not be as great as hagrid wants you to think it is or his his standards may not be that great but also there might not be that many ambitious criminal wizards like who would be interested in doing that exact thing hmm because they may they okay while the security might not be that good yeah. the intelligence doesn't seem to be that high that's true so like what i'm saying is it kind of evens itself out because again and harry's cloak is is a fucking deathly hallow like it's it's a one of a kind given to his ancestor by death itself kind of magical item mm-hmm. so it's 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 not like the average wizard is going to be Considering doing things with that at their disposal, so I, I think that it it kind of I mean I've said it over a long time the idea that magic itself as a f- huge important function of your world makes things too easy. Sure. And this is another one of those examples where there's no there's no stakes in this moment because. They can just force people to do what they want and then they just move along. And I guess there's stakes there. I guess she does kind of make them a little <sighs> suspenseful, but like, I think we, the whole, I don't even whole, know why, I don't but, even know why they did the wand check thing. Like if Harry's having these internal monologue about like, they would know obviously that her wand's been stolen and who stole it. Well, maybe that was their not so clever ruse to see if she had said wand. I
1: think it, it was, but like, that's why they do it. But Travers already knew. Yeah, but Travers is there for his own business, and he hasn't been able but to say anything a, yet. He's still got... So these goblins are presented with, this is going on. Oh, we we don't know that, what Travers knows. We are noticing this, and we're going to raise the alarm here in a second.
0: Well, What I'm saying is, in in the previous pages, right. Travers has already called attention to the fact that she has her wand. And so, he understands... So Hermione, that, hold on, the no, no, let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. Okay. He understands that her wand through the grapevine of being a death eater has gone missing. And that it is odd to not only find her in this place, but with her wand, which he, he presumably, or we're told he should be, because this is how she writes it's supposed. So therefore it's real that the people who stole her wand would be in possession of it. Then he follows her into Gringotts where the, Goblins also call attention to the fact that they need to check her identification and see her wand specifically. Mm-hmm. She then presents it and they go, "Holy shit." Then there's the weird Imperio where like the the goblin says, "Oh, this is a new wand?" and then Travers is like, "What? WTF? No way. That's that was your wand. I saw it." And they're like, "I don't you, do you have a new one?" And then Imperio. So like what I'm saying is if her weird way of writing where suppositions about reality are actually confirmation of reality, then Travers should have had like, it had a huge alarm alerted when he saw her, her wand and it shouldn't have been as big a deal when we entered Gringotts. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if his plan was to like keep tabs on them and watch them as they did everything they were doing. Mm -hmm. I think it's supposed to feel that way, but like, it doesn't come off that way because there's this secondary wand check.
1: Which is also the first I've ever heard of a wand being used in place of a key. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, my the big one's coming up. Did you have a note for uh, page 531?
0: I do. Oh, okay. Um my note is I guess all it takes is a frantic whisper uh to compel the great Harry Potter to use an unforgivable curse twice. <laughs> That's fucking weak. <laughs> but, um... Like Well, he's used to, he's used Crucio. It just feels like these should be fucking, like, huge character, like, threshold crossing moments. Right. There should be some
1: exploration of of what he's going through.
0: Yes, exactly. Like, there should be some exploration of the character going, wow, I never, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe, I I mean, I panicked. It was so stressful. I, I had no other choice. It was that, or you guys got caught kind right. of thing. Right, Like, something to make us understand that this wasn't a light decision he made. Or, if it was a light decision, call attention to that it was a really easy thing for him to do. But we don't get that. We we get the acknowledgement that it was easy for him to do, but no assessment of that concept. Like, it completely moves on after he, after he comes out of the invisibility cloak, and both the goblin and... The uh, and Travers are just standing there g- m- gaping, like, and Ron and Hermione don't understand what's happening. And Harry's like, "Don't worry, I just imperioed them, and we get nothing. We get no one reacting with what?
1: <laughs>
0: you used an unforgivable curse, dude, twice. I mean,
1: the the ends justify the means.
0: That makes yeah, right. Does, that makes him a Death Eater. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> well, only by uh, the standards of anything decent. Yeah,
0: yeah." I mean, not not an ideological Death Eater, but you know, like he doesn't have problems using Death Eater tactics to get things done. That's not what it was. Um, is it? It's
1: not Mike makes right. What is it over in Guard the, the 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 right the,
0: makes right. White? What right is this, makes what might. Is,
1: what is the saying that is over the prison in this book that oh. that that Grindelwald always used to say. Oh, I don't remember. Because it's always in block letters, and they always they think they they mention it in these chapters.
0: I think it's right makes right, or right, right. makes. Mike makes, makes it right. is might makes right. Okay, it could be. I think could so. Well, okay. I don't know, dude. I've read these once. Anyway, because he does have that reflection later about how like Bellatrix told me that if I was going to use an unforgivable curse, and I had to mean it. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's he right? He has tried them before. Right. But like. This is the first time he's even had, it seems like, success with them, and he didn't flinch. Like he didn't have a moral issue doing that. So should anyone like like from, from reading this, am I supposed to believe that either they don't really matter or Harry's just great at handling it? I don't know, because it doesn't she doesn't talk about I, it. Anymore. I think they don't really matter. I think I think it's that. I think so the killing curse doesn't really matter because they're equivalent curses. Right, right.
1: I think I think that these curses have lost their potency just like the Dementors have from book three. These were introduced in book four. You're like, oh shit, these are fucked up. And now it's, it's not just that the bad guys are feeling freer to use them and that's scary, which that could conceivably be a big part of this world. Anytime someone is using something horrible, and feels free to do so. That's awful. Right. But it's the fact that they've just kind of been watered down. It's like, oh, I'm going to impair someone today. Oh, I'll just... Uh, crucio,
0: whatever. It's... Eh, so what? Right. Uh, yeah, I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah. It's it's not... it. It's... I don't... I, I guess I feel like she doesn't respect her own limits. hmm Like, she sets these boundaries of these things that can't be done or can't be said. And then she kind of, like looks at them and says, well, fuck. Like, like,
1: I could get around this in, like, 40 pages, but if I just write a loophole, I can be through it in two.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, like, but then she still spends a huge amount of pages doing dumb shit. She's just she's terrible at, like, managing her, her, uh, like, real estate, her yeah. page real estate. Yeah. Anyway, my next note's page uh 532. Okay, see you do do imperiod, imperious is it imperiod i'm going gonna... I'm, to i feel like it's imperious do imperious people still have memories of their uh, cursed time this is up in the air this is i
1: feel like the books have suggested two different things there's either the the more ginny weasley like i don't know what i was doing not not that it's the same but i feel like that's come up or there's, man, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. But still, memory, right. you know, like, at the time, it really seemed like I should kill my aunt. And that seemed like it made sense. But now I'm like, I would never do that. What the? That's weird. And that would, that's what was supposed to be so scary about this curse. And now right. it seems to be, like, just mind wipe, uh,
0: lost time. So I don't know. See, I thought what was scary about this curse was the idea that, like, basically all three of the unforgivable curses could be used to kill someone so like you can just avada cadaver someone dead right or you can imperial them and say go drown yourself or yep. you can imperial them and say go walk off the white cliffs of dover or you can crucio them to the point where their mind breaks and they just die right they're effectively or they late. go insane yeah yeah so they're all accomplishing essentially the same thing um or they can they have the capacity to mm-hmm. but uh I just feel like the idea that Harry took off the invisibility cloak in front of two Imperiod people, Imperiist. I forget how he decided about this already.
1: I, I, I can't. Cursed remember. people.
0: Sure. <laughs> and we, they don't react, but that doesn't mean that they can't observe. It doesn't mean they're not making memories. It's not like they won't remember as far as I understand. So like that, I'm just saying like, I wonder if, that was another one of those moments we're supposed to pick up on. Like, oh man, Harry just exposed himself. So they'll uh, definitely know who did
1: it. And then you could say, you never said, you know, forget that you saw me or something. Right. Um, that, that would be a great line to pursue in a different book.
0: <laughs> oh, story of my life. Um, <laughs> that's all my notes for that chapter. Okay, 535.
1: Maybe I'm... Completely wrong here. You'll have to let me know. But this, I was reading this and I just had to like reread a couple times and then go, this is worse than the invisibility cloak. <laughs> How are you supposed to enchant a waterfall that breaks enchantments? Hermione literally enchants it so it doesn't splash them, causing their enchantment to break. She makes it like she, she redirects it so there's like a bubble so they can walk under it and don't ruin the Imperio uh, goblin. What the fuck? I
0: thought that they were already through it.
1: They had to go through it again. They landed because oh. they they smashed into it. They landed. They had to go through it. And she goes, does this thing. Let me actually find it,
0: just because. Because they even remark, "Oh, good idea." I don't know, man. I'll I'll bring it. I'll bring up again that I believe J.K. Rowling is really bad at space work.
1: I'll bring up again that she's tired and wants to get through it.
0: Yeah. And I'll bring up again that this episode is brought to you by Lay's Dill Pickle Potato Chips. Go oh, get that's... your Dill Pickle Potato Chips at your I've local grocery store.
1: really good. I want some. Do you have I those? I got a bag of them. And you I son
0: of a bitch. Of them. Uh... Lay's Dill Pickle Potato Chips, causing rifts between friends, but not in your tummy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. They have
1: a rift in my tummy. Harry, I think I can hear people coming," said Hermione, and she pointed Bellatrix's wand at the waterfall and cried, "Protego!" They saw the shield charm break the flow of enchanted water as it flew up the passageway.
0: I don't know, man. It's that doesn't I, I seem think like unfortunately... that should.
1: That I I just I would even I would even have preferred they had to run through the waterfall
0: and it broke it again. They had to re re Imperio the Goblin. I think, unfortunately, for me, I I give such a little fuck about that because it and i don't mean that as to say that <laughs> no, your observation I is no. is dumb I, I i think it's a great astute observation i think that she it made sense to her so fuck you for for not understanding it that's right. how it feels right um like is it the power of the of the charm that splits the waterfall oh we or can is do it her work for her that's what i mean but that's what exactly what i'm talking about is that like yeah. i I don't care. Yeah. Like fuck her. Yeah. <laughs> like don't uh, don't make me do this. Like don't make me be your ghostwriter.
1: That that that's that uh, that term uh, brings me to my note for five thirty six. Okay. Fuck the clankers. Yeah. What, dude? I hate reading. I every time. I it's just so needlessly cruel to the point of almost exploitation like I I I I don't know I just it's so mean it doesn't even make me hate the goblins it makes me hate her for putting them in the book Hmm. it's so mean and I just feel bad for the dragon and it's heartbreaking and fuck this ugly world (laughs) fuck this ugly world is all I'm saying
0: okay do you want to hear okay so this is a thing okay I'm gonna okay I don't know if this is gonna affect you the way it affected me okay but um So you know that I have dogs. Yes, I do. And you know that I love my dogs. You do. So there are people out there in the world who mistreat dogs. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, at some point in my life, uh, it was one of the social media things. Somebody on Facebook or somewhere shared this photograph with a caption describing it. And and they shared it because it meant something to them mm-hmm. it was it, they felt like it was important to share but it's one of those things that if you're the ki- if you're a person like me mm-hmm. you see this image and you you'll never forget it and this specific image is of it's these two men okay. standing in what looked like an alleyway mm-hmm. Like a rubble strewn alleyway. This is my memory of it. And in between them is this dog. That is looks terrified. Like I don't know if you. I don't know how good you are at reading dog body language. But. It's got these like sunken shoulders. And it's got these big eyes. And it looks like it is expecting to be. uh, Abused and wounded and injured. And the reason it looks the reason you can tell that even beyond those those things is that it also has obviously been injured in that both of the men are each holding up one of its severed ears and knives showing that they sawed off this dog's ears because it lost at a fight or something and that's how they were going to teach the dog to be better at fighting or some shit. And, uh, so, like, that kind of person exists in the real world. And when I read about the clankers and I read about the, the drag, the blind dragon that was burned with hot swords to teach it to, to get, to behave, um, that reminded me of that horrible image. Okay. Um, and it made me think of how... I don't know why you're putting this in this book. Yes. And I don't know... Like, I guess there's an element of it that, for me, I've experienced and seen real-world things that are so much like that that it breaks my heart in a very real way. Yeah. And that maybe... There's more children out there who these books are designed for or targeted for who don't have those experiences and wouldn't have that. And this is their first like maybe kind of gentle exposure to that being awful. And maybe that's helpful.
1: I can't see it being helpful. I'm going to say you don't put shit like that in your book, children's book or otherwise. I'm not even going to give that a pass or not. I'm going to say you don't put shit like that in your book unless you have another book like something like this big explaining why that's bad. Oh, yeah. Ex- exploring it I mean really right. like in the first three chapters they find a wounded dragon like that and spend the rest of the book trying to rehabilitate it and you know ha- it, going through that whole journey of trusting and, and, and getting to know and healing fine but that's what that would take not just a throw away fucking shit so they have an a escape route
0: well I, I agree I agree that it, it feels we're gonna do I'm doing all the work for her It's clearly a convenient and exciting escape route, and I think that's really why it's there. And and, and, a quick burst of, yay, they
1: rescued that poor dragon. Is that, I mean, Yeah, I'll also say
0: that, well, it bothers me that that magnitude of animal cruelty and the idea that this is the only dragon in the entire series, I think, that we've seen that has been made essentially into a beast of burden, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think... We've even had the idea of that being a possibility broached or proposed or in any way suggested in the books up to no, this but, point.
1: But but it's certainly a Cavalier attitude with almost a, a, a dragon fighting attitude with which they use the dragons in the uh, tournament. And, yeah, and they're yeah. just like, ah, oh, the dragon's eggs got you know smashed. Oh, well, not we put. Charms on the eggs so they couldn't get smashed. It's just fucking right. Cavalier added more of uh, these wizards are horrible people. We don't give a shit about dragons. We don't give a shit about goblins. We don't give a shit about house elves. Fuck everything that's not us. They're all fucking Death Eaters.
0: <laughs> well, maybe I think that that's one of those unfortunate things about this series is that I am the kind of cynical person that wants to read into it that, that, sh- that she is trying to say that that she is trying to say the as you get older you are exposed to more corruption and more abuse of power and more evil and you and you learn about it as you get older and th- so in that this process Harry, Hermione and Ron are perpetually ex- being exposed to more and more things that are problematic morally ethically and just downright like evil okay and th- this idea of like essentially a government agency because is gringotts like private or is it owned by is it run or operated by the the ministry
1: well that's up in the air i feel like in this book it was uh private or at least a branch of government that was not heavily governed but in this book right. that's why he left that's why griphook left is because it was be becoming it was, it was taken over by the ministry
0: right so like either way there's this previously essentially a corporation that does stuff that's akin to slave labor, if that wasn't already a totally acceptable fucking thing in this book, in these in this these stories. But they have this like captured animal that does this horrific that they do horrific things to just so it can be scary so people won't take their gold. Like that's a I mean, I feel like there's parallels to that in the real world that like you just growing up discover and go oh fuck that's horrible and then you can't do anything but ignore it because there's nothing else you can do about it yeah
1: but everybody has a long protracted you know processing of that and it yes. shapes them and as these a person don't. exactly which is why right. i'm not going to give that to her and say right it's a a rig de passage boy life is hard growing up and here's it, an it certainly would it. make
0: it, it, i i would feel a lot more empathetic to her uh, approach of it if it she she couches the entire awfulness of the ministry in it's only this bad because Voldemort's here or you know it was actually kind of fucked up even when they were fighting Voldemort like the ministry had this whole like you know suspicion and abuse of powers and locking people in cages and shit like that before um so there's all this stuff but there's no point where any of them like where Harry says like like I guess and this is you know on me as the reader but like mm-hmm. I I then I feel like this is kind of what you're saying is I would love to have a moment where Harry goes. Guys, did anybody else has anybody else had the thought process that maybe Voldemort isn't the worst thing on the in the world? Like he's bad. He's separate and independently bad. But man, the rest of everything else is really fucked up too. <laughs> and I don't feel like we have that in the in the same kind of way. Everything that's bad is always sort of like excused as being kind of part of or related to Voldemort. Yeah. Like uh Umbridge. A disciple apparently uh became why well, i think she's supposed to be independently nasty early on i think we're supposed to believe that too but then her like weird like that's a good point there's just there's things that keep popping it uh, kept popping up i feel sure. like that was sort of implied that like i think it, the main thing for me is her refusal to acknowledge that voldemort was back mm-hmm. like why would you make that such a sticking point unless well. you were kind of in his court
1: I thought that was just because Fudge said so, and she was all about Fudge.
0: Maybe. Um, I don't know, man. I think there's, I think there's room for interpretation there, but sure. that's sort of the thing about these books is that's they're they're mostly that. Um, but I agree, like it, it's it's pretty gross. Did your kid have a reaction to that? Um, I mean, I, I
1: she was young enough that she was able to go, and maybe even cried. Um, but then we were on with the story and moving on. And when you're being read to, you can, you can be much more in the moment than I'm uh, sitting here yeah. and taking notes about shit and going, yeah, I've read this, you know, a number of times and I'm,
0: I'm realizing how much this bothered me and troubled me. That's cool. I mean, I'm glad I'm that's, it's not easy to like acknowledge those things sometimes. I'm trying to think if there's like another thing in literature that I've read that reminds me of this.
1: Of 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 the just the horrible the the horribleness of it or of the bringing it up and not touching on
0: it, I think more like the an equivalent maybe like a better version like like where you bring it up and you address it and you talk about it as the awful thing that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just that I'm sleepy or maybe it is that I don't read enough, but I can't really come up with one right off the bat. Um, except maybe, uh, Sloth from the Goonies.
1: Hmm. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot not being said there.
0: Yeah. But, you know, he's kept chained to a chair in the back of an abandoned building, forced to watch TVs and fed ice cream.
1: Regularly dropped on his face as a child.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like... And (laughs) and
0: at the same time, he's like, he's fucking comic relief, too. Right, right. Like,
1: yeah. And again, the escape route at the end. Once they've liberated him. Yeah, and he's the escape route. They've they've broken his mental chains of feeling
0: subservient to the Fratellis. Harry loves Chunk. Or, Sloth loves Harry. (laughs) That would be more more accurate.
1: I love you, too, you
0: big lug! (laughs) Anyway, what I'm trying to say is the dragon is, is Sloth.
1: Okay, that, you know, that. That makes me happier, I guess.
0: <laughs> it shouldn't. Uh it they're the same they're the same, is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the idea of the um the dragon ripping open its shirt and having the Superman fanfare and t shirt underneath and the goblins looking at each other going, Oh, we're in deep shit, Francis. I like that <laughs>
0: Um Okay, well, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if we, I don't know if we had anything more to say about that. I don't think we do. Um, I'm done with notes on that chapter. All right, well, let's move on to chapter 27. The final hiding place. I don't have a page number notes. I have a couple notes of things that I, I noticed in reading it, but I don't really have page numbers. I don't have
1: a page number note either. I have a, a, a observation as well.
0: All right, I'm going to do mine. Then you can do yours and we'll move on. Um, so, I guess the last Horcrux is at Hogwarts? Yep. Told you so, Hermione. But what is it? Hmm. I don't want you to answer, but I don't, uh, I mean... You don't know? I don't remember. Even though they've been hinting at it for, like, five chapters now? It's something that's hidden at Hogwarts.
1: I, I I, mean, I feel like... I don't want to say that... Okay, you don't want spoilers, so we'll talk about it after it's revealed.
0: Yeah, my my only, like... The only thing I can think of is that it's, uh, I'm not going to answer anything just
1: so you know, ahead of time. So I'm not going to be, I, so, so my coinness will play out either good, way equally.
0: Good, good. Uh, that's exactly what I want. Kay. My, my only thought is, uh, cause I'm not good at keeping track of what they're referencing. Sure. Um, is, th- huh? That it's, I'm just practicing. What? I'm just
1: practicing. <laughs> huh? That's interesting.
0: Is, is that it's, a uh, it's, it's Tom Riddle's special award for achievement.
1: Huh. That's interesting. Because <laughs> um,
0: it's, it's the only thing that I can remember them referencing being at Hogwarts that's related to him ever. Uh, I mean, I know that, I guess, in a I think a, a really co- savvy writer would maybe make it something that would be not necessarily related to him, but at the same time, like... I mean, we've already got his his journal was there. That was made when he killed uh, Myrtle. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you what? think Myrtle's death? I, I think
1: we we might have talked. I can't remember if Myrtle's death was directly responsible for that Horcrux or if it was the fact that he already killed his dad and made that Horcrux.
0: Oh. I mean, I don't know. You're right. I mean, I don't know when. They haven't walked us through when each of those Horcruxes were imbued with part of his soul and which murder that was a part of. Right. But he definitely murdered her. Well, I guess the, the
1: beast murdered her. So maybe that doesn't count. You're not actually doing the what killing beast? yourself. The basilisk.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know, man. It's it's he's killed a lot of people. Yes. He he's but... killed more people than he's made Horcruxes. So it's kind of like wasteful. Yeah. It's like. But then again, ripping your soul in half seven times is supposed to be the magic number. So, well, maybe actually tearing it off. So, right.
1: So when you kill somebody, it just makes a big tear, but you haven't gone, you know, all the way. Right. So no, I think I don't it think apart. it tears at all yeah. until you make the horcrux. The horcrux right. But,
0: but then was, again, he also did it too many times, didn't he? Do we or do we not know that yet?
1: I don't. I don't think we know. there's there's hints.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I know. I I'm, I guess what I'm asking is, Harry's
1: the eighth, right? Well, okay, so that's uh, – this is one of those tricky bits of – if you, if we're going to acknowledge that, that's a thing. Harry is the seventh horcrux, eighth piece of his soul. Voldemort's oh, okay. plan was to have seven pieces of his soul, the last one residing in his own body. Oh. And that's where things get – it's that whole grindelwald Gr- uh, Grigorovich thing again, where it's like – this is so confusing – Right. He yeah. thinks there are seven pieces in existence. There are in fact seven Horcruxes, making there eight pieces in existence. That's gotcha. Still a magic number, just a different thing. That's, it, it. It. But it's very confusing. So,
0: in his mind, he thinks that there's only six Horcruxes. Yes. Right. Because he never got around to making his last one. No, he did. That's Nagini. He did that afterwards. Oh. I thought he... Oh, he wanted seven pieces of soul, six horcruxes. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. That's um, what you see
1: how it's confusing? Like, I don't even know if yes, I properly I understood it until I described it to you just now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Dumb. Um, A little bit. A
1: little bit dumb.
0: Anyway, there's one at Hogwarts. Uh, I don't remember what it is. That's my guess. Cool. Um... What's your what's your uh, note on the chapter? I actually and and, and I, I wrote the note
1: before the chapter finished, so I was a little let down um, because it goes through the rest of it. But I did really enjoy the, the the Voldemort coming to terms with the fact that he was not as clever as he thought he was. It, it was a good, it was an engaging piece of writing.
0: I, was I like, thought I was so like, too. This I really is,
1: this is good. I like this.
0: I liked watching him catch up. To yeah. where we were, and like the confirmation that he didn't know any of the shit that was happening was happening. Right. He he doesn't understand. Oh, oh, you know what? I think I understand why he doesn't understand. Well, that still doesn't make any goddamn sense. Um, he says that he thinks he should have felt it when the Horcruxes were destroyed. Right. And I think that I wonder if I wonder if he doesn't have a piece of soul inside him at all anymore. I I think she's just consciously
1: for a change not doing the tropey thing of you know the part of me is over there and i can feel it when it dies she's she's like yeah because that's been cut off that's severed it's its own kind of autonomous thing
0: yeah i don't it's even like my thought was like oh maybe she's doing a thing where like he he does only have seven pieces of soul to rip Mm -hmm. and because there are uh seven horcruxes the piece that you you're suggesting that he thought would live inside him doesn't anymore and he actually doesn't have any soul pieces inside of him at all i think that's and then, like
1: by the text later though
0: i'm sure it is but what i was saying is the reason like it it and so like that's why he can't feel them when they're destroyed but then like wouldn't harry or couldn't harry feel them Good or point. nagini couldn't yeah. nagini go and go crazy because right. they're the only two horcruxes that are alive right um but now it's just it's just convoluted and silly.
1: It is. Um, but it was a, it was a, it was a bit of writing that I'm like, oh yeah, Capture the magic. I remember enjoying these books. Once upon a time,
0: <laughs> <sighs> I, I liked him going through the process of listing where the horcruxes are and yeah. like reassuring himself that they're not they're not at jeopardy or why. The, like I liked all of that,
1: and that's why. Um, I think I even wrote this note in the first place is because I was thinking it was the longer piece. I was borrowing against future chapters where it shows him going to discover if they're okay or not, which I was incorporating into this thinking I was going to get that, but then the chapter ended and I was like, damn it!
0: Yeah, I, uh... Another note I have is that it's... Nagini here is almost certainly revealed to be a Horcrux, but again, why not just have him say it? Like, he says, he, what he says in the chapter is something like, and then there's Nagini, and then later he's like, and I'll have to keep Nagini with me now at all times. And it's like, he doesn't say, because Nagini's a horcrux. And I mean, that's fine, By the powers I guess. of
1: J.K. Rowling, we've, we, we've confirmed that Nagini's a horcrux back when Dumbledore said, I wonder if Nagini's a horcrux. Because, <sighs> you know, anytime I don't know, you man. make a conjecture in these books, it's fact. Unless it's not.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel like it feels like I don't know why she has to be so vague about these things. Mm-hmm. Like, just, okay, at this point is the point where Harry goes, oh, shit, Nagini's a horcrux? Holy fuck. Like, give me give me that moment, or, or like... Except they already talked about it in book six. Then why aren't they talking about it? Why, why haven't they talked about it in their planning this entire book?
1: I thought they had when he was listing them. The snake, the ring, the journal, the something, the something. I thought he was going through a list like that at one point. I think he was cuz I remember a little litany. He's like he would, he would go like the snake, the journal, the ring, the unknown, the unknown. I
0: was always that, I think the he snake, went the
1: journal, the ring, the snake that he get that that was a thing I
0: remember I reading. don't remember that at all happening in this book. Hmm. If it was anything it was like the journal, the cup, the ring and the uh, uh, and the locket. The locket. Lock it, and right. I, this is and, homework.
1: I'm going to I'm going this is housekeeping for next time. Okay. Okay, cool. The Horcrux Litany.
0: Yes. But specifically, you know, Nagini being
1: included. Um and it could be it now I and I, I will I will I will go ahead and make my job harder because it could have been something in book six, at the end of book six where he's sitting there like, Oh, what do we have to get? We have to get the snake. So that, See, I, th- I that think would be hard. I think
0: you're right, but I don't think the snake was part of it. I think it was a thing from Gryffindor, mm-hmm. a thing from uh, Hufflepuff, a thing from Ravenclaw, a thing from uh, Slytherin. Mm-hmm. And then you and I talked about how we know Nagini is a is a horcrux. So it's like extra Slytherin power. But like, I don't remember him getting anything that was Gryffindor related. How,
1: uh, how do you like your crow? <laughs>
0: Do you just remember what, like, do you remember it now or like what? No, I'm just,
1: I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that confident that I'm right.
0: Oh, I don't know, man. I, I I'm not, I'm not that invested in being right <laughs> on this one. Totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's my, I mean, I, the conversation I remember having with you is going through the list ourselves and being like, he, they make this big point about him wanting something from each like, related to each, you know, founding member, but, like, I I don't remember him getting anything from Gryffindor, mm-hmm. and, like, maybe that's the hint about the thing that's at Hogwarts,
1: but, like, this is actually, I believe, all covered in book six, but we will, I will, I will, I will go find it, I will find it for fine. next
0: time, fine, fine, um, my last note in this chapter was just that the goblin that Voldemort kills in Gringotts just, I, it was ambiguous I don't think it was grip hook because I feel like she would have said I thought it was the other one
1: the one who actually worked there still oh the one who started with a B uh, Bogrog Bogrod
0: yeah yeah
1: that's what I think it was
0: I don't think they mentioned the name I oh, don't think oh, they mentioned the name the of death. the elf he kills
1: no yes. yeah no 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 no, that's just my that was just my assumption and the, you know the, right. um the harmonics of storytelling but I have no idea <laughs>
0: Yeah, do you pretty
1: have any sure, more notes? Pretty sure it wasn't grip hook because grip hook did whatever it is that goblins do that's not like house elves, but also isn't like wizard apparating and disappeared with the sword.
0: Yeah. Also, what the fuck were they doing when they were escaping? Where they were like, let's make the room bigger.
1: Make the room bigger.
0: Yeah, they did this magic with the wands to make the room bigger so that they could get out of it with the, with the dragon. Dang. Yeah, it's really weird space again, her her description of how she's doing how the world is moving around make is just very odd. It's like right when they get on the dragon's back.
1: We'll never get out, it's too big, Hermione screamed. But the dragon opened its mouth and belched flame again, blasting the tunnel whose floors and ceilings cracked and crumbled. By sheer force the dragon clawed and fought its way through. So the dragon made it bigger. Oh wait, no wait No, keep he could only cling to its back, expecting to be shaken off, and he heard Hermione yell, Defodio! That's right, because I remember thinking, Defodio! Defodio! do, You know, from, like, uh, Singing in the Rain. She was helping the dragon enlarge the passageway, carving out the ceiling as it struggled upward toward the fresher air, away from the shrieking and clanking goblins. Harry and Ron copied her, blasting the ceiling apart with more gouging spells, they pass the underground lake, et etc. So, so yeah, they, yeah, they just blew rock, solid rock, out of the way. Like, is really easy to do.
0: Okay, so that's that makes a lot more sense than how I am like read it. Okay, like, I read it like I read it like somehow they were making the the room like expand around them, like oh. stay intact, but like blasting it with spells, and then it would like like just get bigger
1: In the cave. Yes, yes. The way Mister Weasley did whatever he did to the car. I see what yes. you're saying. Um no, no. They did the, the defodio.
0: Yeah. Well, that's all my notes. It's all my notes. Well, that brings us to a new word alert. <gasps> Alright,
1: you ready? I'm ready. Quailed. Quailed? quailed um isn't that kind of like cowering and trembling with fright yes yes I'm back
0: baby <laughs> it was a uh, it was in these chapters ron quailed away from hermione at one point mhm mhm and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> Whew. huh
1: cuz for like i don't know like a solid 4 months there you were like this word and i'm like
0: i don't know that word well, this one, I like the the first definition is a noun that just means like being like a quail dog, and like, I w- and I was like, uh that's that can't be what she means. And then like underneath that, it was like verb <laughs> to shirk or cower. And I was like, yeah, to add an e to potato. I don't know. If you're, I don't know what that is. Ah, it's because
1: you weren't watching TV in 1991.
0: I mean, I was.
1: Not Saturday Night Live. Or the news, Dan Quayle, yeah, famously potato? attended a spelling bee, and the kid wrote potato on the on the board, and Dan Quayle, vice president, splained and added an e to the end. On camera, it was great; it was glorious.
0: So, oh, I think you think
1: you want this. <laughs> That's awesome. It was. It I didn't. Was, was, I mean, it was good stuff.
0: I remember him being a famous idiot. Yes. Well, that was certainly one of the moments. But I thought that was mostly because he was in a tank that one time. No. He wore that dumb helmet. Yeah. That's the same guy, right? I don't know. That was what I remember from SNL from the 90s. Talking about Ollie North, maybe? I don't.
1: I'm running out of 90s uh, attention paying to the politics of the time. Probably why we are where we are now. So it's my Menendez fault. Brothers. Menendez Brothers, yes, that was a thing. Lorena Bobbitt.
0: Yep, that's Amy, also a Amy thing. Fisher.
1: Like four different network movies. One of them with Drew Barrymore, and then she did Poison wow. Ivy, and then Wayne's World Two, and then she was back. Wow. So thank
0: you, the '90s, for Drew Barrymore. I guess. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything else. I mean, I did. I did the the a bit of uh, looking ahead to determine what our next episodes will be and I think that we're at a point of being able to say that we're on the countdown to being done with Harry Potter. It's we are essentially 3 episodes away from finishing this book and, and thereby finishing the series. Yes.
1: It's it's been a wild ride.
0: Yeah, and then and then moving on to whatever comes next, which I mean, I hear
1: I hear tell there's a plan for it, but uh, no one tells me nothing. Fine.
0: Well, it'll be it'll be revealed on our on our uh, on our last episode. Our, I believe if we're doing our math correctly, our seventieth episode will be our final episode of Harry Potter, which is you know numerically significant for Potter series. Right. It's that's ten times more than the magic number. Yeah, but it also means that it's like each book had ten episodes. Mm, um, I don't think it broke down it, it, quite it like that. But, uh, but uh, yeah, but like. <laughs>
1: we can say that
0: sure it's, it's certainly been a it's feat a, we we've almost done it we've we were um, persistent but there will be there will be a little bit of pageantry about what we do on our seventh, what we do next on our 70th episode so uh stick around guys i guess uh we've and got gals. the last little bit of of this yeah of this uh book to go and then we'll be doing something else and if you've been listening this entire time, uh, you know, sixty-seven episodes in at this point, you man. not you can't,
1: you can't back
0: out now. Yeah,
1: you're ours.
0: I mean, you could, but well, like, I mean, don't tell them that. You got like, you got three more episodes. What do you, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> you're gonna listen to sixty-seven episodes and go? I just don't see the point in finishing. <laughs> It's just weird, man. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Um, Orgal. You got anything else? I don't. Orgal. Well, then, I I think that that was Death Readers, then. Uh, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter at Real RealDeathReader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash uh,
1: you Did you have one for 835? I had one for uh, 531. Or so <laughs> wow. Uh, did you have there's one not for a 531? page
0: 835 in the book. No,
1: in the book. It's, me. Just what the fuck am I reading?
0: I don't know a phone
1: book. <laughs> um. Did you have a pay? Uh. Did you have a note for uh, page five thirty-one?
0: Sorry, dog was starting to snore and have dreams, so I had to kick him in the butt to get him to wake up. And now I- he's mad at me. Um, he's a very loud sleeper. Come here. I'm sorry, I had to wake you up. You're just—you're a very loud sleeper, buddy. I know. You're a—you're a monster. <laughs>